0: Yeah. A little. you want to do a little torping and soplar? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's crazy. Torping and soplar.
1: Whom called us it that?
0: The guy who, uh, this Australian dude, the guy who first, uh, invented changa. Mm. He's this crazy Australian psychedelic head and he's the first person to come up with the idea of changa, which is like a smokable form of ayahuasca.
1: It's a more of like a smokable form of DMT, I would say, which is ayahuasca. But like DMT is like, oh, you want to put in a crack pipe and I mean, you could technically smoke it on a bowl, but with Changa, it brought me to the same place. It was just yeah. so much more gentle. Like yeah. DMT was like, oh my God, my throat is on yeah, fire it's and it's harsh. distracting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But this dude, uh, you know, he, on his YouTube, he talks about it, the uh, like, torping and soplar and it's like... Shup, Shoo, shoo, you hear like, that people doing that in you, you hear people doing it in ayahuasca ceremony. I've I've I picked it up from ayahuasca and I use it for my day to day, but it's just like a way to like scare off like uh anxiety and demon spirits and I stuff. I don't know
1: if he thinks of it like this, but we were we were working with Kurt on those music videos. Kurt, Kurt Vile. Vile You know, Kurt.
0: Celebrity musician.
1: Yeah. Um on those music videos last year. It was and we've been working with him on some other things and he just always goes, Whoo yeah, And I think of that as, whenever he does it, I think of it as torping and soplar. Like, yeah. oh, like moving the energy. He just, yeah. you know, is always like, oh, you know, and I kind of do that sometimes.
0: Yeah, you do it when we when we go to do a meditation or, or, no, it's actually not meditation. It's when we go to fall asleep at night. I hear you over there and it's like, it'll be silent for 10 minutes and then I hear you go.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
0: And, you've, and you've told me, you're like, that's when an anxious thought comes up.
1: Yeah. It's almost like my body is trained now. Like when I get overwhelmed before I go to sleep where every fear, regret, whatever, anxious thought comes in and I'm just like, "Mm." (laughs) or like, that's (laughs) not even right. That's not how it goes. It's like, "Mm."
0: yeah, Yeah, it's exactly that.
1: And it's just like my body just being like, don't go there. And it it really helps ground me.
0: It's so cute.
1: I don't you even, re- I don't really realize it until like after it happens. And I'm like, oh, of course.
0: Yeah. When I hear it, I'm like, I'm just thinking, oh, my God, Cass is over there going through it.
1: Sometimes I'm like, it sounds a little sexy when I do it sometimes. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, just so you know. Like- but
0: uh, that's why I know what it is. Cause you were like, Hey, don't think I'm over here jacking off. Yeah. Well, cause, yeah. cause we keep separate beds. Yeah. So, you, get, you know, God knows what goes on, you know, <laughs> once the lights go out.
1: It's true. <laughs> I, pro- I have jerked off over there. Late in the night. Because it's like sometimes you have to do it to go back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, all right, I just got to rub one out so I can, like.
0: That's incredible. That's great. You, you know I don't go throwing my seat around like that. No. Um, But.
1: Not know, an- all of us have that luxury. If, if, if I was
0: a woman, I would be taking full advantage of uh, being able to jack off as many times as you want, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised I don't do it more considering that women have access to it all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's good to keep it special. Uh, Did we start this podcast? Are we even recording?
0: Are we recording? Fuck it. We're doing it. (laughs) We'll do it live. I'll write it myself. (laughs) I hope my voice sounds okay. I was at a bar last night.
1: Yeah, you sound great.
0: I I haven't experienced that in a long time. Than Just hanging out at a bar and losing your voice because they're blasting. Hey now, you're an all-star. Like, literally, they played that song like four or five times. Did you
1: think someone was fucking with you? No.
0: I just thought, I was like, they have like five songs on repeat in here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, just to finish, because I feel like... Yeah, please. Please. I think us, I feel like we should talk about that we sleep in separate beds.
0: I do. (laughs) We talk about our divorce.
1: (laughs) It started with separate comforters.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It started, uh, the relationship started with a queen-size bed with with separate comforters
1: it started with one comforter
0: started with one comforter
1: and then we were like this is crazy because you would wake up kind of upset with me you didn't have a great night's sleep i pulled the blankets yeah
0: you always pull off the blankets and i said let's just try a practical solution to something that that actually could weirdly like affect our life you know
1: affects your everyday.
0: yeah i didn't sleep that good or like i had restless sleep or i was freezing all night because i didn't have a blanket on me so it started off with two separate blankets.
1: Which is wise. I think it's very... Uh, it was
0: very wise. And I didn't nor- even realize how wise it was till I started doing it. I'm like, I've been in fucking relationships for... I had already been in relationships for like 15 years before you. And I'm yeah. like, why didn't I do this before? Yeah. Simple thing. Separate blankets.
1: And then anytime we'd go to like an Airbnb, like we, a lot of times, we'll stay with a crew or something. And a lot of times we'll take the room with two twins. Yeah. Um, not always, but depends. But... Sometimes we're like, oh, this is nice. And then we're yeah. like, wow, we got the best night's sleep. Yeah. and then, That's how
0: it started. Like, we go on a vacation or something and it's like, oh, there's like, you know, a bunch of different. We're not in a one bedroom apartment in New York City. We could sleep anywhere. Like, yeah, let's take a chance to get some moments away from each other.
1: Oh, my God. And sometimes I'll go. The other we went booked a hotel, I don't know, a month or so ago. And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, we went to the king room or the two. We always buy. We always buy the rent room that has two queens. Yeah, we're like, all right, this is how we do it. And yeah. then once we went in, the room hadn't been cleaned, and they're like, "I'm sorry, all we have is a king." I'm like, "Jesus Christ, this is You're like, do
0: you realize I have a policy with my boyfriend to keep our <laughs> sleep very platonic?" Do you, do you realize he's going to be so mad?
1: He, was, I was, sca- I was scared.
0: No, but a, a king size bed <laughs> qualifies, is what we're saying. Like. uh yeah. You need a king size bed. If you have a partner and you want to share a bed with them.
1: It's true. It's true. It's true. But now you have it's a queen. evolved
0: into, I, I have my Tempur-Pedic bed that I bought at a Brookstone in the mall for $3,500, uh, 20 years ago. It's still going strong. Tempur-Pedic. It was, a, it was a good investment. Yeah. That, was, that was a fucking solid investment. And, uh, we used to share that bed, but now we have an opportunity where I can have that bed and like there's a little space in between and then you're on a single bed. Yeah. Yeah. It's good.
1: I just, as we've gone 12 years strong. Yeah. About. And yeah. we love each other more than ever. And we do. we have a great relationship. Yeah. And... We're doing better than ever. Doing better than ever.
0: We have a great relationship with Mare as well.
1: Yeah. And she sleeps in your bed.
0: She's she I, I share a bed with her.
1: That's your one compromise is that you have to share a bed once in a while. When
0: we're up here... I share a bed with Mare. When we're down at her place, like Mare's the best. Yeah. She really is the best. She hooked it up. When we go down to her place in the Lower East Side, she took our old king bed and put her queen bed on top of it. So she sleeps on like a stack of beds.
1: Like Princess and the Pea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's actually really kind of magical and cool. And then when we go over there, we take the queen bed and put it off to the side. And so she's down on the floor on a queen bed and me and you are up on the king bed. Because
1: we like the fan.
0: Because a fan above it, you know, <laughs> these seem like silly, frivolous, like little things, but like it's these minor adjustments that like help your mood so you can people have a sustainable s- I relationship. Swear to
1: God, people get so rigid that they have to sleep in the bed with their partner and then they just complain, oh, my partner snores, oh, my partner steals the blankets, oh, my partner oh, does can this. can you imagine? It's like you should not get frustrated each other about something that's not important. Yeah. Like, like if anything, it's probably good for you to sleep in your own bed, you know?
0: Yeah, imagine having our own bedroom. That's where it starts to get a little. It starts to get a little weird. I will say I'm for open us, to it. I'm, I know, and, and we have done it before.
1: When we we slept here before we lived here, yeah, we would sleep in separate, in bedrooms. separate bedrooms
0: because we're like we're well, on we, top of each other. When we well, go to my
1: mom's, we sleep in separate bedrooms. We do,
0: we do, and it's really cool for us, and I think it's sexy and it's it's good. But I, uh, in my day to day, every day, I I feel like uh, it's it's good that we wake up in the same room and basically just like start our day around the same time. We wake up we meditate. We do our sex. We fucking drink a bunch of water and then we present ourselves. I don't ourselves. drink a bunch of water. I, I do. You, you don't, but it, it's a, it's a small thing. The separate beds thing, but it makes a fucking big
1: difference. Yeah, if your partner frustrates the hell to you, I would try it.
0: Imagine imagine having a partner that snores. Like, a, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. All my guy friends snore. Anytime I've shared a hotel room or anything with them, I can't sleep. And they're over there just having a loud-ass great sleep. <laughs> and I have to listen to it. And it's insane. It's fucking that's insane. That's where
1: separate bedrooms would really come in handy. It would be necessary. Yeah.
0: Are you fucking kidding me? So, yeah.
1: I don't know why I felt so compelled cuz I feel like there are people who are waking up every morning so frustrated
0: and maybe not even
1: know why. And not even know why. Yeah. And there's simple fixes.
0: Yeah. I also think it's like um you know, we're we're around each other all day every day. Neither one of us like goes off and does, you know, so it's like it's okay we do some things like Yeah, there's no like autonomy.
1: questioning like Yeah, when you're secure in your bond, you don't have to do weird gestures.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, have kids. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. It's true.
0: No. I'm so proud of people that have kids. You know, we I was out with um, a couple friends last night. Jack and Julie, shout out. My people. Those, those are my people. And, like, they're my age. You know, Julie graduated from the uh, same high school, same grade and everything. Jack's a couple years older. They're really cool, but they're, like, my age and have decided not to have kids. So they're very refreshing to hang out with. You know, because it's like now we're at an age where it's like, oh, we're really doing this. We're really not having kids like and we're all just sitting there. We're like, our life is fucking rad. It's so fun. We get to do whatever the fuck we want. We get to travel. We have extra money. You know, we get to, we just get to do cool things.
1: I swear to God, I feel so in high school, I felt rich because I was like I had girlfriends who were buying like designer bags for four hundred dollars. Yeah, or like, whatever. I don't have that affliction. Then. Yeah. And I was like, I'm rich. And then when I stopped drinking, which was like twenty three, that was
0: a big one for us.
1: Everyone's. We used to drop like you know easily a couple hundred dollars at the bar easily because we you know you buy drinks for people and between
0: whatever. two and four hundred dollars a night out in New York City with your friends and for some reason everyone's letting me pay for everything <laughs> you know classy
1: well, well you were a hot shot <laughs> um, and so when I stopped drinking I was like we were like we're rich yeah like we are saving like two at least two hundred dollars a week yeah on, because we're not drinking yeah and uh, now I'm rich because I don't have kids and i'm actually not rich but you know what i mean like there's the abundance mindset so yeah there's this thing where people have kids and i'm like damn you are really you're raising the next generation like it's fucking so amazing
0: like mad uh, props mad props because everything i'm talking about is like very selfish and i think people have kids for selfish reasons sometimes too but really it's 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 not that selfish it's like no
1: you're giving your life over to a little one yeah who needs yeah love support security safety routine
0: your love your life will never be all about you again
1: I and mean, that's probably a good thing
0: i think it's a necessary thing i think especially for i don't know i can only speak for dudes you know you get to the age around are like 30 35 and it's like you need something to come in and just like make your life not all about you, you know, give you, give you a bigger sense of purpose. And, uh, you know, I I think a lot of people need need that. A lot of dudes need that. And it's a good thing for them.
1: Oh yeah. I would probably, I mean, yeah. And we have to actively work hard to not just go into our life being selfish motherfuckers and we'll see what happens. And, And
0: we have to actively work hard to like, um, supplement the growth that comes along with having a kid. Mm. you know, and really be intentional about that and figure out how to keep growing and keep uh, expanding our hearts and, and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, pray for us.
0: Pray, <laughs> pray for us. <laughs>
1: oh, gosh. We
0: were up late last night having a, a, a good download. Yeah? Yeah. I th- I think that's, a, that's another thing that's necessary from time to time. Not in any drugs, nothing like that. No, like, Hey, let's throw on a show. Let's put on music or whatever. Like, let's just sit here and talk,
1: take stock.
0: Let's take stock. And that's how it felt. It was so nice to, uh, you know, open up communication that didn't feel offensive or defensive or shame and blame based, or just like, Hey, let's assess our feelings. Let's assess how we go through days. Let's assess how we treat the people in our lives. You know, let's, let's assess uh, where our relationships are at and where we want them to go. And,
1: Set good intentions. Yeah,
0: yeah. Set really good intentions. It's I think it's a it's a necessary thing. Yeah, that was really fun. It was good because I feel like we got to challenge each other in a way that didn't feel like uh, anyone had to get defensive or anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciated it because I feel like you were calling out behaviors in me that I'm like I know that are there, and then you were just like, "Hey, I'm gonna just shine a light on them," and like these are not it's you 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 framed it in a positive way you were like you're really good about this and good at this but i see you not doing it in this way and like why aren't you being compassionate in this way or whatever and kind of like saying you have these qualities in you where are they yeah in this particular circumstance or whatever yeah and it was a good way for me to like think about it and see where some of my um I don't know, walls around my heart are, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's really, it's hard to self-identify. I think that's why we use chemical portals a lot because it becomes very obvious, you know. You become self-reflective in a way that, like, I don't think we have that much access to on the day-to-day.
1: Yeah.
0: Or it's it's not even necessary on the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, to just open up, like, cool, I want to evolve. I want to be a better partner. I want to have more fun on the day-to-day. You know, I want to have... Uh, a grand vision for how our life should feel and how to tap into our happiness and how I want to treat everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's good because it's like, you know, we get on here and we talk shit and I, I basically, the point of the conversation was just like, let's live in alignment with like who we think we are. Let's right. really put it into practice. And, and we do, we're good about that, but it's good to have a reminder every now and then.
1: Yeah. No, I, it's not always fun to hear the ways that you're not living in alignment, but. I'm great. Like I wouldn't want it any other way. I see.
0: I don't even get that hung up on that. I'm like, Oh wow. An opportunity to, to grow a little bit and to change. And you know, that's, that's been a a big project of mine, at least the last 10 years throughout my thirties and into my forties is like, how do I evolve? I don't want people to be scared of me. I don't want people to, you know, be skittish or like, just the things that that you're, you naturally do to, to, defend your heart space right you know it's it's good to be made aware of those things so you can make adjustments
1: yeah and for me it was like I can I always never thought I was but like can be kind of like kind of shut off shut down
0: yeah yeah it's it's interesting you, you definitely have those two modes and like sometimes you go into uh sleep mode <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean, and I that, I fucking do it all the time. I'll purposely turn off my love light and like I I don't think anyone deserves that, and, you know.
1: No who doesn't turn off their love light, it seems? Who? Pam Anderson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we watched a documentary about her.
1: Yeah, I was like, I mean, I loved I always loved her. She was like one of my early female crushes. I used to watch Baywatch for her. Yeah. Like, I was definitely watching Baywatch for Pam Anderson and no one else.
0: You were having uh, lesbian feelings at a young age.
1: Yeah, I didn't really know what they were. I just was like, she was such, I was obsessed with her.
0: I don't, I've never seen anything like it still. And and it might just be the age I was when, like, she hit the scene. But I'm like, it, it like just the definition of a sex icon, like, it just exudes sex and sexual energy. And it, And it wasn't really put on. She's kind of actually like that. She's a hopeless romantic. She's been married six times.
1: I love that about her. And like, I do too.
0: At first that like, you know, when they're, they're in the documentary they're talking about like the first couple marriages and the third one and you're like this is ridiculous. But then you start to get to like 5 or 6 and you're like this is fucking awesome. Keep this going.
1: Well, I don't get the getting married thing cuz I just don't relate to that as someone who's never been married or wants to get married.
0: It's a huge symbolic gesture. It's a, it's, a, it's the most like over the top romantic symbolic gesture you could do.
1: Well, I get it cuz like I was I remember when we were like a few years deep Like I think we were lying in bed, and I was like, I just want you to know that I want to tell you I want to marry you, but I don't actually want. Like I would marry you. Like it was like I just, it was like I want to express how deep my love is for you. Yeah, you're
0: my person. Like that's it. You know.
1: Yeah, like and saying I want to marry you seems to be like taking it to that level, whether or not you actually do it. Yeah. But getting married when you've only known someone for less than, after my first relationship. (sighs) That after three years, I was like, oh, there's, like, chemicals. And I was like, yeah. oh, and you really get to know someone after three years. And then, I mean, after seven years, you really get to know someone. So I kind of just came up this rule, like, oh, well, I definitely won't marry someone that I've been with for less than three years.
0: Well, you're still on a chemical high. It, like, it sounds like a long amount of time, but it's really not in the grand scheme of things. No, you're, you're high f- on oxytocin for the first three years.
1: And love is, like, my favorite high. Oh, of course. Definitely 10 out of 10 would recommend, but... yeah, um. Yeah. I feel like Pam's like a love addict.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We know people like her. It's it's interesting to watch like a celebrity have that and like, like you know, going through her life and mm. relationships and just be like, Oh wow, we actually know people that are like addicted to love as well. And not necessarily like addicted to the kind of love that that we have for each other, but the the feeling of just like, wow, like just that new sparkly Thing it's, it's like one of the best feelings in the world. I can see how people get hooked on, it, especially if you're like a beautiful babe who has your pick,
1: right? Yeah, if you're Pam Anderson, yeah, yeah. very intoxicating,
0: very intoxicating. Uh, you know, it's everything about her, just the the level of integrity. Like, oh my god, she's never seen her sex tape. She's never made a dime off of it. That fucking series that they made on Hulu with Seth Rogen about mm-hmm. her sex tape and her it's called pam and tommy i think yeah she's great. never seen it it was great she's was... never seen it like she's just like I think her, it's disgusting her sex people... tape
1: is great i'm embarrassed like here's i'm like that's not i'm yeah My, both my parents were like oh we never saw that like you don't watch something that someone didn't want to put out there i watched yeah, it I, once. I get that
0: now i've seen it a million times it might be the thing i've jacked off to the most in my whole life
1: after i watched it, i was like that is the hottest porn i've literally ever seen or porn, like yeah. sex tape or whatever. Yeah.
0: I hate to say it because it's stolen property. but
1: uh, Yeah, but it's like they love each other.
0: It's real. They're Yeah, they're deeply in love. It's and, so and they're, real. they're freshly married. And like they didn't know each other for that long.
1: Yeah, yeah, when I used to watch porn, like, I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever it was, that's what I would always want to watch, like amateur, like homemade. Yeah, of course. Like, of course. I mean, I guess we're documentarians. It wouldn't be that surprising that that would be what
0: kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. When we both used to watch porn, we had the same taste. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, we, that was
1: our bonding too. We were like, oh yeah, we have the same taste.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was like, I, I can't do this porn shit anymore. It's it's not good for me.
1: Yeah. It probably really is not good.
0: Um, I mean, it's awesome in the way like donuts are awesome. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you really want to like get your body used to that. You really want to get your body used to it to the point where you're needing that, you know? Cause, cause, you know what's what's. This sounds so lame, but you know what's really much more awesome than porn, your imagination. Right. It's pretty fucking rad, and I think like if you're gonna say, all right, I still gotta jack off, but I don't want to use porn. I feel like your creativity could increase in other places in your life. <laughs> I really do. I'm, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Yeah, cause it, cause it it's it it. You're high when you're watching porn. Yeah, You know, it's like, I don't know what the chemicals are, but they're getting released. You're high.
1: It's a, it's a dopamine yeah. shot, you know? Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's what love is too. Like mm. you're getting yeah. like little endorphin bursts, you know, every time your person winks at you or whatever. Yeah.
0: It makes life so much more exciting. It's like the it best really thing does. we have going Yeah. is that we can, even though we're all the same thing, You know, even though I know you're just a reflection of me, like we become enamored with each other. I know. It's so, it's so cool. It's so weird. And it's very much like beyond our control. And like I've said this before, I think that's why they call it falling in love.
1: And it's so weird because when you fall in love, you have to like play it really cool or you like you fumble it or whatever it's called.
0: I'm glad we didn't have to do that. I know. I'm really glad we didn't have to do that. If
1: you can fumble it with the person, they're not the person is kind of what I'm realizing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, if you can, if you can over express your love in a way that scares someone off, they're not the right person for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, so simple. I
0: asked you to be my girlfriend in the first five minutes we met. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, And I, I still, to this day, I'm not kidding when I say like. I don't even feel like that was me. It wasn't even my, like, it was just something that, like, just came through my body, because I've never done that before or since.
1: It's funny, because when you did it, I was like, he says this to every girl. This is I, hilarious. I, I was
0: married. I did, had no business saying that to even you, let alone anyone, and it's like, really, uh, I don't know, something came over me, and I was like, whoa, this is like a higher force than, it, it's nothing I can control. Yeah, I've just met my person, and I'm falling for them. Like, I'm, it, it feels like a gravitational force that I can't really do much about. And luckily, I think we conducted ourselves pretty good for people that were falling in love and not the most ideal situation. I think we conducted ourselves pretty good, not with the highest level of integrity at all times, but. Definitely.
1: <laughs> but like my bar of integrity is low, obviously, if I'm watching the Pam Anderson sex tape. So.
0: Everyone was watching the Pam Anderson sex tape. That might be the most watched porn of all time. Yeah. Really, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It's the Bible of porn. Yeah. Yeah. Can you think of, well, I mean, there's like Deep Throat and Debbie Does Dallas and like these like iconic like 70s, but you had to go to a movie theater to fucking see that. This was available on the internet. That's how I saw it. It was on DVD and then it was available on the internet. And if, if Pam Anderson would have just signed a contract, she would be so rich beyond your wildest imagination and she didn't do it.
1: I'm. I like. I respect that. That's like kind of. I do too. Super she has principles. Yeah, I think that is. That's what matters more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thinking about love, um, it's so funny because like, our whole like the artistic business runs on love, but it also runs on heartbreak. You know, like all the music we love. Yeah. Is like for the most part, like some element is either fallen in love or heartbreak. And I don't know, would you think the proportion of love songs to heartbreak songs, what do you well, think the proportion of love songs to heartbreak songs are?
0: Wow. It might be equal. There, actually, there might be more love songs.
1: I think there might be more heartbreak songs.
0: Yeah. It's 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 interesting. I mean, we could probably find that out in some way. That'd be an interesting thing. Um,
1: but is there a difference like love and heartbreak Aren't they kind of just like two sides of the same coin? Yeah, like your ability to feel deeply mm-hmm. and yearn.
0: Yeah, it's the two sides of the same coin. It's 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 uh, it's being full and being empty.
1: Dion Warwick's did a lot of. I'm talking about all the documentaries we've seen. <laughs> I knew
0: you were going to do this. It's okay. I can't help it. It's all good. I can, look, you can throw out random ass fucking, you could say anything and I'll try to riff on it. Okay. So, all right, we'll, we'll just, we'll do this. We'll do it live. I'll take a little dab. Okay. How's that? (laughs) And I'm not mentioning the name of uh, the company who makes this fucking thing that I take dabs from. (laughs) I'm not mentioning any more companies unless they pay our ass. I know. I think everybody should have that.
1: Get money, get paid. Um, speaking of which, um, we're going out of town soon, but we have these shirts, and we got a second printing because we sold out of a bunch of the sizes. so, if you are wanting a mayor design Church of Chill original shirt, which is literally my favorite, most comfortable shirt ever. oh look at this, yeah, and you want some designer jeans from Joey, um this is the shirt, and it's available in the description below, but. Hopefully you see this before we're out of town, because
0: you're being uptight right now. Okay. Yeah. Or, order a fucking shirt and we'll get it to you. Yeah. They're really awesome. Um, and they're, we're, you know, we're gonna try to just put out like a new Church of Chill shirt like every couple of years, and this is the second iteration. I'm very happy with
1: them. Mary's the best. She's already designing other designs, and I'm like, damn, that's so. I know.
0: Good. I know.
1: How did we get so lucky?
0: I know. I I fucking think about that all the time, you know. I used to think Mare was crazy for wanting to do this with us, but then I'm like, I have to settle into like we're cool, you know. We're fun to hang out with.
1: Well, we re- have a
0: lot of the same interests. Remember that
1: TikTok I showed you where this guy's like talking about Aquarius in the seventh house, and he's like, hmm, I'm feeling like thruple energy. People who don't wanna do a traditional relationship, and me and Mare both are Aquarius in the seventh house. So that's Leo rising people. So if you're Leo rising, you probably need to find yourself a thruple
0: really (laughs) yeah (coughs) what am i
1: you're capricorn rising what's that mean um i don't really know i'm paying no cap (laughs) i think uh i don't really know i i don't know as much about your astrology as i probably should (laughs) or at least rising sign i'm not even sure exactly (coughs) what my rising sign means
0: mayor knows too much you know yeah, I rely on her. Every every one of my behaviors, she could pinpoint to something in my fucking house of goddamn whatever, you know? Yeah. It And it's cool because I think it's uh, part of the reason, I think her understanding our astrology is part of the reason we've gotten this far. Because it, it does bring online a lot of compassion. Yeah. She's yeah. like,
1: oh, I knew you'd be an asshole today, so.
0: Yeah, it's fucking crazy.
1: I knew this last couple of years you'd be a broke-ass motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, the whole time we've been together. I'm like, Mare's with us, and she's not even, like...
1: We used to be ballers. Balling. <sighs>
0: Balling. We will get we'll get back to it. We just have to fucking get a little bit of a reset. But, uh, yeah, Mare's, Mare's been with us entirely in our non-balling phase. Yeah. It, it, she's been with us through making movement m- movies with unemployment money. And fucking just trying to drag our broke asses around to make music videos and mm-hmm. shit, and like just doing our best. But like, she has no idea. Like, when we're popping with commercials and shit, like it'll be, it'll be very special.
1: <laughs> Calling it back in. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of like this uh, period of more austerity. I'm not even fucking hating.
0: Uh, we do good in we do good in that, uh, or at least I always have you know when when i'm at the top of a mountain that i've uh, been struggling to climb for a while it's a very uneasy feeling about it right we've experienced that together
1: yeah
0: and and i want to and and maybe it has to do with uh thinking i don't deserve it or i didn't earn it or whatever but there's something very strange about accomplishing your goals it's a very weird feeling it's like wow i did that i'm doing this
1: right but it's also like really good to feel like, Oh, it's on me. I have something to work towards. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I got to show up and put effort into this thing so I can achieve my dreams, you know? And, yeah. And also just like, there's so much potential. You kind of mm-hmm. are getting high on like, okay. Yeah. And then you, the results, like you can see the results. And then once the result happens, you're like, okay, how do I not cling to this? Yeah. Or rest on this? Mm. How do I keep seeing the distance? Cause you don't, Life is not, like, a an arrival. It's a period of uh, becoming, you know. Life's
0: a journey, not a destination. Tell me, how hard can you fly with broken wings?
1: What is that? You know that one? No.
0: It's Aerosmith.
1: Oh. Maybe I just <laughs> didn't hear your rendition of it. Didn't come through clearly enough No, for me. you don't
0: know a lot of Aerosmith songs. It's okay.
1: I do like Aerosmith when I hear them though sometimes. Yeah,
0: they're pretty fucking good. They're they're like they're they're one of the, like you know that saying uh don't bore us, get to the chorus. Yeah. That's they're the defining band of that. They'll start a song with the chorus. They'll start a song with the hook of the song. It's smart. They they have a lot of hits because of that. They're
1: really fun to listen to.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: What's their biggest hit?
0: I mean, from uh, from your lifetime, it's probably like that Armageddon song, the song that was in the movie Armageddon. I can't remember it, um, but you know, so sweet emotion. Uh, walk this way.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whatever.
1: You sing that know. one a little bit. <laughs> walk this way
0: (laughs) yep Uh, uh, a great boston band
1: we're like obsessed with boston bands right now yeah Many. we kind of had a moment where we realized like all the there's like a bunch of bands we like right now that are boston and i had never even thought of any of them as boston bands besides you're like we were like oh let's name a band from boston i was like well boston boston and then i couldn't go further from there but then you were like dinosaur juniors from boston the pixies the, Morphine, pi- yeah, pixies, Morphine. Aerosmith,
0: <sighs> the modern lovers jonathan richmond
1: yeah, those are some heavy hitters. Those are
0: fucking heavy hitters. For for a town that's like, look, I, I think that there's other cities that, like, if I had to choose American cities to, like, say I can only listen to bands from this town, I don't think Boston would make the cut. But they make a pretty good argument. For their population, the amount of good music that's come out of there is pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, and you just don't think of Boston as, like, an art. I, don't, I haven't thought of Boston as, like, oh, an artistic hub. But you yeah. know, when you put those bands in a room, you're like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah, when I think of Boston, I think of like they might higher even education. Take something
1: on Seattle, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. In the in the sheer amount of like, because we could go on. We haven't even looked into it. That's just off the top of my head. These are the bands that I know that are from Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty rad. But what were we saying right before that? I'm sorry. No. I started singing. Life's a journey, not a destination.
1: Oh we were I was just Oh we we're,
0: we're talking about uh, achieving your goals and the feelings of that and everything. Mhm. Um just it, it it's just to say it's like you think you almost it, it's almost like and and I hate and I fall into this trap and I hate other people falling into this trap of I'll be happy when. Oh yeah, and I always
1: say that. It, you
0: know? Like mm-hmm. yeah, like, like, and and I I get into fucking huge swaths of my life where I'm treating my life like that. Like like oh it's going to be so much better when. It's going to be so much better and it's like you can actually pull that into now and have a great time like doing what we're doing, like brick by brick, rebuilding our business and redefining what kind of artists we're going to be and figuring out how to be more sustainable. You really I'm wanna enjoy, very happy doing this stuff.
1: You really want to enjoy the process is what we realized. Yeah. Like if the process of making these movies isn't fun, like we're on the wrong track. And I think you've really helped hold the line with that, especially. And I think it's, um, worth sharing because I think anyone who's in an artistic pursuit like your art is infused with the journey along the way yeah and yes I think what you're really good about like holding me to because I'm not as disciplined (laughs) I guess in the vibe like I think I hold a pretty good vibe and sometimes I can hold it better than you like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh But that said, especially, like, with these films we make or whatever we're filming, I think that's the best example. Like, I'll get stressed, like, because my job is to produce and make sure everything's going perfect and, you know, think ahead and worry about what could go wrong. But you always bring me back to, like, you're like, it's not worth it if you're, like, a stress mess
0: yeah none of it
1: it's not but you're also infusing this project with like you need to hold the highest vibe like here in this moment like it's not just when the cameras are rolling it's everything Uh, around it
0: it's even more important actually than when the cameras are rolling
1: yeah and i think that um, it's been a really good reminder for me and it's been hard but also like I can be kind of a control freak it's like my job to control things sometimes so I can kind of like you can get like very whimsical and lover and creative and like be like and we should do this and we should do that and it'll be like this and I just like I'm like running through the fears in my head or oh what happens you know and all this stuff and you're like no, like the next project we're doing is wild magic. Like it should be magical. We should be calling in all the support and all like, and whenever I feel like that uptightness that I get in my body, when you like have a wild idea that I'm like, Oh, I don't know if this is like logistically feasible or something. Oh yeah, I know. I
0: know. I can feel it. I, I, as I'm saying it, I'm like, Oh man, you're running through this. Like you're running it through the logistical program. Like this is whimsical time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I've really, like, appreciated because I do feel like it does get into the final product. And what we like to do and the art we like to make is not precious. Yeah. And I think that requires, like, shedding preciousness along the process. Yeah. And I think that's where you, like, as a director, really are good at holding the line of, like, you're directing from the first second. You're directing yeah. me as a producer. Like- we're already
0: directing Wild Magic, even though we're nowhere near filming it yet. Right. Because like, if we we're making narratives, it's like you can fucking manipulate a lot of things. And what we do, it's, it requires very little or no manipulation. The manipulation we're doing is showing up with a certain vibration that we inevitably just see people respond to time after time. I used to be weird and superstitious about it. Like, why does this keep happening? How come we were able to catch these moments? How can we cross paths with these people? And then at a certain point, I just kind of accepted. It's like, oh, it's us. It's it's what we magnetize. It's what we need. It's what the universe is presenting to us to do something with. And so you just kind have of to have, have to have the day-to-day discipline to, I guess, uh, be in the mindset of what you would want to see come out in your art.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I, cause I think we both know when it's bullshit, especially... With music and movies, it's like that's the shit we're most attuned to. You could, I could feel someone's fucking bullshit the second the song starts or the second the movie starts. You know.
1: Well, that's why like we're so like attracted to Ween, you know? Yeah. And music that's not too self-serious, like yeah. music that's fun and light and mm-hmm. just playful. And yeah, it's like literally my favorite stuff is when I'm like, oh, this is silly as hell. You yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. I used to fucking really. When I was a much more appetite, self serious person, I was so against all that. I just it just was not my fucking cup of tea mm-hmm. at all. But as as I've loosened up my my uh our art reflects it, but just also our tastes and you know, the stuff we're attracted to and like wean coming into our life like is a is to me as as big as uh mushrooms coming into our life. Like that's how much art affects me and that's how much like art that i really dig can uh, help me start to evolve in a different in a different way and like i just can't even tell you it would sound so dorky to sit here and go on and on about like how much that just discovering that band it's funny we didn't even
1: plan this but there's a lacy painted us the boogness. Thank
0: you, Lacey. I it might not even did Lacey's one of her kids do this? No, her kid oh, okay. did the dragon, Lacey did that. This is yeah. And and when you when a powerful you, symbol. It's a powerful symbol in our life and uh yeah, it's it's a symbol of wealth and power <laughs> and creativity and freakiness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um Yeah, i'm uh it it's it's interesting the the whole process and yeah, I, I think we're lucky to get to be humans and like at least for for me very much like I'm half a goon half a god and you have <laughs> is to that di- someone
1: else's saying because that's good
0: that's what it's some devo <laughs> <laughs> gates of steel oh, okay <laughs> half a goon and half a god like a man's good. not made of steel <laughs> a man is real <laughs>
1: well that's kind of like what we're talking about like with love and heartbreak you know yeah and it's like and the hardest part may close to impossible it's like you can accept when you're sad and i'm gonna say the point of life is to not ever be sad or heartbroken yeah. or whatever but how like and i think that's what artists are so good at is like taking the heartbreak and like turning it into like a rose bush yeah you know and just utilizing it and and that's like that's
0: what we're doing with documentary this country is heartbreak right. everywhere you go it's it's just heartbreakingly real and heavy, wrapped in the most corporate, sterile, weird fucking environment you could possibly do it in. And it kind of fascinates me to go out into that and try to show that, like, oh, this is actually a rose blossoming. And and just doing that through various angles and playing around with this medium, it's like, that's me being a god, Mm -hmm. you know? and then my other half's a, a fucking goon who is a, a fucking fool that you have to put up with and I'm all over the place and you know I I know I have both parts of that in me and I kind of I kind of respect it you know I can feel when I'm being a goon <laughs> and I can feel when I'm being a god and when, and when I'm being a god I always come back with a, like that wasn't me I don't know what that was I don't know what came over me I don't know how I did that you know
1: when you're being the goon or the god the god yeah so you, t- you do you take more ownership of your goon side than your god side
0: well, it it comes over me, and it's like a very, it's like a palpable, physical, very visceral feeling. The god of the, the goon. Goon, goon hand rising, <laughs> you know? Uh, I'm like, because it's weird, because when I'm not, when, when I'm not in my goon mode, I, uh, I can't imagine being like that.
1: Yeah, you're like, what could I even get upset about? How
0: could I ever get upset at Cass?
1: Yeah, I'm an angel.
0: Yeah. How could I get upset or frustrated with my parents? Like, you know, <laughs> every moment with them is a gift, uh, you know? But it, w- when I become a goon, it's crazy. I'm like, here it is it's again. It's so funny.
1: You get up. What the fuck? It's so funny because you, like, with your parents, we go upstairs and you're like, I can't do it every morning. Like, it's yelling, it's yelling, it's everything. And then you go up there and you're the one yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not trying to give you a hard time. No,
0: It sucks it really sucks it's it's like the only acceptable form of communication in this house cuz you see me calmly for months try to get get a point across about mellowing out the vibe and um i think the way we're attracted to chill and that's like our home base that we're always trying to get back to my parents are like that with conflict and i don't think they realize that and i don't think you know so it's really hard to you know go from from chill into, like, their more conflict-driven uh, personalities. Because cause if there's not immediate conflict between them two or my sister, they'll go out to, to the family, start thinking about the family. And then if it's not in the family, it's in the extended family. If it's not in the extended family, we better go out to all the tragedies that are happening. Didn't you hear so-and-so's? uncle's best friend died. Yeah, they're like that stuff. And if it's not that, if there's nothing there, then they'll go out to world news and there's plenty there. And so it's just this mode of constantly being like fight or flight mode. Like your your fucking nerves are shot and it makes for a more reactionary person. And I do work to not be that way. When I, mean, I go and I'm outnumbered up there and the only thing that they can hear, they can't hear my my, my god mode. They can't hear it they only understand goon mode because they're in that all the time themselves because because they're so attracted to it not even I wouldn't even say attracted to it. they're addicted to conflict and they don't know it you know so it's really hard for me to like to, to bear witness to this and try to make a difference that I think will help everyone in this house including including Caitlin who has epilepsy and epilepsy is based on a fucking fear and a stress response I'm like we should mellow it out here we should mellow it out here we should mellow we should fucking mellow it out
1: here. You guys are fucking insane. <laughs> you know,
0: like, it's
1: yeah. crazy. Well, I think it's kind of cool <laughs> that the basis of the Church of Chill comes from, like, a response to things not being chill. To my childhood. Chill. Yeah, so and, it's just a response to my childhood. But it's like, that's the half-goon, half-god. It's like, uh, a tree only reaches up to heaven if its roots reach down to hell. You know, that's Carl Jung, you know. it's yeah. It's... It is all of this, like, balance of understanding the darkness and so prioritizing the light, you know, or whatever.
0: Yeah, and, and like, uh knowing that that is the state that I thrive in is when things are chill, and that's where I'm creative, and that's where I'm a leader, and that's where I, I can be a visionary. And so, like, let's name it. Let's call the church a chill. Let's set up an enduring monument to a chill vibe that is... uh it's created by a group of people yeah. you know it's not it's not us it's it's a community of people who are like stoking this incredible fire
1: yeah i'm really i had a little like glimpse of like oh some of the stuff that we've wanted to do for a long time i can see it getting closer and uh, yeah i know try not to judge yeah because it, it, i feel like oh there's so much stuff that we haven't that we've wanted to do for so many years and i'm like starting to feel it get closer oh uh, it's, it's happening it's very exciting yeah. um, and I'm glad and that's kind of like the reminder of like okay hold your highest intentions and don't judge how or when it happens but just trust that if you continue to work towards something it will happen and I'm kind of starting to get little sneak peeks of like oh some stuff we've wanted to do for a long time is starting to feel closer Yeah, and that's exciting but also I just want to say like like I'm a half goon half god so are your parents like your parents are like the most loving people generous. kind and generous people I've ever met and yeah. we're like yeah you're frustrated and they're, you're their son so you're getting like triggered and can talk about the yeah, craziness yeah but. a
0: lot of childhood stuff comes up but like you're more objective and you see you see their light and their beauty and yeah their love and they take really good care of Katie
1: yeah life is you hard know,
0: They they you know they were very I guess distracted but you know when I was coming up but also cool like they were so it was it was a good combination for me becoming a filmmaker because they were distracted like cool Sean's doing something he has some fucking dream he's following like cool we have a lot of other shit to work about to to worry about fucking mental health addiction seizures lung disease Aaron dying all this stuff it's just like I, I that's that's when I was like really starting to pursue filmmaking and uh it was great to kind of not do that with any scrutiny at all, it was literally like, Yeah, do your fucking thing. We love you. We support you.
1: And they're still supporting you in like a very real way. And they believe in you as an artist. And like, Yeah, what could be more godlike from parents than that to like have a woke kid and be like, We love you. <laughs> I
0: know, I know. And I'm like, Fucking have all this pot here. And like, <laughs> you know, I, I got them on edibles. And it's. It's sweet. It's sweet. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the growth that can happen, like I'm going to come out of this period of our life, like saying, thank God we did that. Thank God we didn't do the like immediate knee jerk reaction of like, oh, we're losing our apartment. Let's just get another dope apartment and keep the party going to say like, let's take a fucking transitionary moment of our life. Let's try to live a little differently for a while and see how things shake out. And inevitably we're getting more done than ever somehow yeah yeah because i feel like moving here put me in that mode of like oh we're rebuilding let me fucking start doing this because
1: at the old apartment we had a cool apartment we were like on top of the mountain we're like- I,
0: I, it's really weird and you know what i do when i'm on top of the mountain
1: you smoke weed and hang i out. do
0: more than smoke <laughs> weed <laughs> it's like girls drugs fucking insanity <laughs> a party that never stops you know, the people just keep swinging it out, and it's, like, it's not degenerate level. It feels like an ongoing celebration, but, like, yeah, um, I, you know, and I look forward to getting back to those the celebratory, like, fuck yeah, awesome, and we'll have those this summer, but, like, I love the, like, we're humble servants right now, like, we're trying to rebuild our shit. We're very honest about, like, the way that the pandemic affected us financially, and, we're rebuilding. And the only thing I've ever made money off of is my ideas. That's it. So I got to have ideas and I, I have to keep that energy flowing. I have to stay in flow. That's the only thing that's ever made us money is like coming up with something and fucking doing it. Even if we don't have the resources or, or the reach or whatever. And all that stuff has led us to where we are now, where we're getting to make a make a a series you know we're developing a series we shot the pilot it's called the family trip we're about to go make a film called wild magic which like as you say i think could be our magnum opus and uh it's cool that i don't have the type of parents that are like looking at me like what the fuck are you doing dude yeah (laughs) like it's cool because i don't even think they fully get what we're doing but they don't question
1: it yeah. yeah. I think they recognize, like, my mom recognizes. She's like, you guys are always working. Like, yeah. as much as, sh- like, we're not, like, yeah, we're, we're needing a little extra help, but like, we're not just, as much as we smoke weed, we're doing it in collaboration with moving a lot of energy. Yeah. You know, you, you smoke weed so you can focus and have ideas. And-
0: I smoke weed to, um, uh, allow more of a, a feminine spirit to, Take the wheel. It it helps me with that. I think I would be much more goon than God if I had never uh, discovered weed. It kind of like showed me the way.
1: Yeah, there's definitely things I can bring out more of the goon energy.
0: And what would that be? Alcohol. Hell-go.
1: Alcohol. Alcohol. Well,
0: wow. I don't. I don't think you've ever seen me be a goon on alcohol.
1: No, I haven't.
0: You're, I have a pretty good response to almost every actually, mind-altering chemical.
1: Yeah, you don't seem affected at all.
0: Like By some anything, people,
1: you put something in their system, and like their eyes are you're like, crazy. Damn. Like, yeah. or you're just—I'm—I'm um, like that.
0: So is Joey. So when the three of us are rolling around together, it's
1: like Sean has to drive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm the—I'm probably more fucked up than both of you, but it just doesn't look like it.
1: No, we're pretty, we're usually pretty fucked up. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, you know, I actually, I'm, I'm thankful for that part of my personality because I do like exploring my consciousness. It's like when you With smoked substances. the toad
1: and you just for like, you smoked it first, 5-MEO DMT, and you just like sat there like this and just like, like for five minutes and then came out and you're like, that was really awesome, Cass, you're going to love this. And then I do it and I'm like, <laughs> bawling my eyes out, like, yeah. And it's yeah. not like you had a different experience; you had a similar experience, but just like how you react is different, I guess.
0: I I think uh, the the only thing I can attribute that to is I have a lot of experience with my whole world falling apart in an instant, and that's yeah. all. That's what you're inviting in with Toad, like the way you. Uh, perceive and conceive of things is about to fucking completely be all the scaffolding that keeps your ego up is about to fucking get hit with a tidal wave yeah, of consciousness of pure consciousness. And it's, uh, it can be very scary if you don't lock into your breath and lo- and lock into your, your wisdom and your experience, your lived experience of yeah. having this happen in your life. You know? Yeah.
1: Well, that's why we did psychedelics. Our psychedelic journey started together. And I did not um, like it made me suspicious how well you responded to psychedelics. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, this feels good. Like, this is right. And I was like, this is fucked up. My world is literally melting away. And you're like Zen about this. Yeah. Like this is a total restructuring of what I even think life is.
0: Well, you were also uh, before your Saturn return. And I was I discovered psychedelics right after my Saturn return. And you discovered them right before. Like we found them at the same time. But you're six years younger than me.
1: Yeah, I guess I wasn't as secure in myself in some ways. But also, like like you're saying, my world hadn't fallen apart. So that was the most significant yeah. consciousness shift I'd ever experienced. Yeah, and
0: there was a little bit of clinging that went on in the first handful of trips. Yeah, that... like,
1: oh, fuck. Like, I'm now always on the other side of having...
0: It's surprising we kept doing it. Well. You know, that first acid trip was insane
1: but it was amazing
0: okay yeah I'm, see i'm here that's what that's what saved us and ha- had us keep revisiting psychedelics is you're an adrenaline junkie when it really comes down to it like yeah you're like wow okay this is destroying my world but fucking what a rush i gotta try that again
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but it was i just i gotta remember like the digital fish like hopping along the wall yeah. the por- like the portals of light and information and...
0: yeah ayla holding space for us so beautiful and calm and mothering and
1: shout out to ayla
0: shout out to ayla um,
1: our friends
0: the f- first ever episode of this podcast That's was, the, was the inaccessible date. but maybe it's we'll inaccessible but it maybe we'll put it out at some point but uh that that episode's called the end of greatness and it was uh we recorded it it was our first episode we recorded it the day before we took acid for the first time which she gave us the next day she came over and hit us with acid but uh ayla has been a a, i guess i would describe her as a muse um usually a muse is somebody that's a little bit more i think in the background but like we ayla is like she's been in two of our movies Mm -hmm. she's like the star of cam girls Mm -hmm. there's a lot of girls in there and then um, we filmed her, we made a movie called Sweet Nothing, where she took two and a half tabs of acid and just melted her life. And she's, so, she's such an effective communicator. It was so fascinating to film that. And uh, yeah, she's just an endlessly controversial and fascinating figure. I think uh, she's a uh, an, an important character in modern America. I, I think she's necessary and important. And she just got on the Lex Friedman podcast.
1: Yeah. She, which is crazy that's a huge crazy. podcast
0: we were the first podcast she ever did yeah <laughs> fucking crazy now she's on lex friedman
1: she's awesome she's yeah. crazy like she's crazy and she's awesome crazy and, and awesome and i like have such respect like we definitely don't see eye to eye on most things yeah but but, but we're such good friends there's like it's, a mutual respect yeah which is cool
0: yeah it's weird it's like i, I know that she looks down on our our worldview but it's like, but she, she doesn't look down on us though. She doesn't look down on us. Like you know, she just has a different, more analytical way of seeing the world, and uh, we're much more in our feels. And we've definitely butt heads a little bit. But you should butt heads with your friends. You know, yeah, you definitely. should. You should. You know, hit moments where you know you're you're trying to help each other see, see things. For, we,
1: you and I had a big fight the other morning. Not a fight, but my mom's like, "What is going on with you two?"
0: What was going on? I don't even remember this.
1: We were having a heated conversation. We don't have to. We're not going to get into the details of this conversation, but we were having a heated conversation about gender identity and yeah. transgender and the drugs and and just the like hormones, hormones, and we were between us like working out our feelings about it.
0: Yeah, you helped me a lot.
1: Oh, you helped me a lot. You know, but hmm. but just see things differently and and just. Like wanting, we both want to be like compassionate, accepting, loving people. Yeah. But like, especially in the safety of your friend group or your intimate groups, like you need to express and say imperfect things and and yeah. talk about fears and talk about concerns and talk about all of it, so that you can kind of like work it out. And because the topic should not be so, there shouldn't be like a bad way of talking about things because yeah. we are learning. And if everyone's coming to the table wanting to learn and not being so attached to their idea, but being able to express themselves and then feel the reflection back. Otherwise we'll just be in our individual silos of like, oh, well, I know everyone's crazy and I am right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and
0: and that's happening more and more. I feel like, like that people like, like digging their heels and like, I, I know, you know, I I couldn't possibly learn anything or evolve. And that's where you see things stagnate. And...
1: Well, I think that's where we Get upset is the idea that like, well, that's where we're just so attracted to comedians in particular is people yeah. who can, will talk about these things in a way that isn't just like toting a party line or isn't like really hateful or ju- like just just kind of like if, what the fuck is going on this is so yeah, crazy like yeah. life is so crazy and
0: and if something like if something's arising those feelings and you like oh i can't hear this i can't listen to this like i would say that's exactly where there's work to be done that you know that's exactly the type of stuff you should be exposing yourself to and it's so easy to fall into a bubble Uh, To the point where, where algorithms are pushing, the algorithms are trying to organize us by that stuff and only feeding you stuff that keeps you in your bubble. And, uh, you know, when, when you, when you talk to people and you're real with them, it takes you out of your bubble. And and when you're not ashamed of, of your opinions, but also not uh, averse to hearing other people's and letting it evolve the way you think about things, it's so much more fun.
1: Yeah. And what I was trying to say to you is, I was like, I don't think we know enough people to have, not that we can't have an opinion, but to have like a full understanding of what's even going on right now with gender. Yeah. You know? Oh,
0: yeah. I I literally have no idea. I have a handful of examples from our life. Like
1: we are, we're the old folk now. I know. And I know. we we listen to your parents sometimes and we're like, God, they're so behind. Yeah. And then, and then that's what the younger generation's saying about us. Like, God, they're so behind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but they're watching our movies, you know. Well, their
1: movies are not us. They're everyone. They're, uh, you know, it's not just us. It's, it's, we're.
0: But they are a pure expression of how we see the world,
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: know. A young person might listen to this and be like, God damn, they're so out of touch. They don't have the updated language. They don't have the updated software and all that razzle dazzle and shit. But, yo, we're pure hearted motherfuckers. Give us a fucking chance here.
1: Well, you're acting like we said something controversial, which I don't think. I think we skidded around. So
0: every fucking thing we put out, someone's up up my ass about something. Yeah, yeah. everything. It, it you know, and it it just it just shows it's just like how individuated we are. Well,
1: like, Ayla's um, like almost. I don't know. If Ayla,
0: she, I feel so bad for her. But
1: she's such an edge lord. She's
0: <laughs> such an edge lord, and she lives for it. But the amount of negative attention. That she gets the amount of incels that she gets telling her how she, how she should be living her life, and all I want to say to these motherfuckers is, like, do you not think Ayla's having the most fun life of her lives?
1: Oh my god, are you
0: kidding me? This girl came up because well, someone in just fundamentalist Christian household that she didn't even know she had a vagina until she was 18, you know, like, she like, you don't understand sheltered you have no idea what sheltered is until you really dig into a story like that. And these incels out here judging, here's what she should be doing. She should be starting a family and using those childbearing hips to have children. And like, just shut the fuck up. Let her live her life. She's a fascinating fucking person. Stop being up in her shit. And like, I don't know. I just, I feel for her. The internet is like so up in her shit. But I guess she also thrives on it. I would hate that kind of attention. I would hate... That level of like mass scrutiny, I I I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. I, like it makes me uncomfortable for her, but she's figured out a way to thrive in that. You know.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's uncomfortable for her as well, but there is like, yeah. I mean, sh- she definitely doesn't shy from it, mm. um, which is admirable in some ways. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you want to switch over to the Patreon? Sure. Um. Cool we're going to do part two. We're going to do some movie reviews. I'm going to rip some dabs and, uh, you know, we're going to talk some more shit, maybe get a little more personal, but, um, there's tons of, of bonus podcasts. If you like our podcast, there's like twice as many on the Patreon. So we've done tons of bonus podcasts and like, uh, two part episodes. The second part's on there. So, um, patreon.com slash church of chill. And that's how you get access to our discord community where everyone's making friends and lovers. And, uh, it's how you'll find out about uh, like space camp stuff we're doing this summer, and like little acid tests we do when we get together and campouts and stuff. Like that's where all that information is. That's like, that's that's where the tight group of homies is. So Patreon.com/slash Church of Chill. Also, um, get them while they're hot. Get them while they're still available. These Church of Chill shirts designed by Mare, and uh, listen to Mare's music, Mare Bear on Spotify. Awesome. Check her out. She's incredible. And uh, much more to come. See you on Patreon. Peace, love, and magic. Shh.